What is up, freaks? It's your boy Marty Bent here to introduce this episode of Rabbit Hole Recap. Intense episode. Intense things going on. Uh, seems like the world is going to shit. Uh, Matt and I talked about the markets, uh, Bitcoin price for the first 30 minutes. Um, talked about everything that's going on right now. And then tried to end it on some positive Bitcoin development stuff. So I think you freaks are going to like it. This episode of Rabbit Hole Recap is brought to you by our good friends at Unchained Capital. You guys already know all about them. They're creating financial services for Bitcoiners. They're helping Bitcoiners not sell their Bitcoiners because friends don't let their friends sell Bitcoin. And the way they're doing that is with their collateralized loan product. All right, if you need cash, if you need some liquidity uh, and you don't want to sell your Bitcoin, what you can do is put some collateral up in the form of Bitcoin and Unchained will help you with the USD loan in as little, excuse me, not as little, it'll be a, a same day loan if you get uh, if you pass all the checks and the profile checks and all that, you get the you get the money right away into your bank account. On top of that, they're helping with security. They come from a security first mindset, and they're doing that mainly with their multi-sig products. They have their vaults where you can engage in a multi-sig quorum with Unchained. You can use a ledger uh, or a Trezor right now, and I know they're working on cold card. What you do is you enter into two or three multi-sig. You hold two keys, so you can always move the coins out of their vault. By yourself if you want to and then unchained will hold the third key for you and they will be there to sign if you don't have the two keys on you and you need their help um, on top of that they're doing a bunch of open source stuff around multi-sig uh, quorum they have caravan which you can download and create the multi-sig quorum yourself without unchained if you don't trust them then they're working on slip 39 and hermit as well which are incredible open source bitcoin projects and then they have their incredible blog uh, with Druve parker joe phil putting out some incredible content now will cole as well actually so go to www.unchained-capital.com check out all this stuff www.unchained-capital.com this episode is also brought to you by our good friends at the cash app you already know all about them all right they're letting you stack sats they're letting you stack stonks and they're helping you save money at merchants with their boost program With the boost program you get a personalized debit card i just used it at the deli down the road um you, you put your signature on it, and then uh, I didn't use Boost. I didn't have a Boost for this particular merchant. But if a, it was a partner merchant, I would have hit the Boost, use my Boost card, and save some money. You can stack sats, like I said. You can stack sats, sell sats, send sats, receive sats. And then you can stack slivers of stonks. If you want to buy stonks, today might not be the best day unless you're a dip buyer. Um, you can buy as little as $1. If your favorite stock's a little too expensive, you just buy a sliver of that stock. Uh, and Cash App Investing is a subsidiary uh, of Square and member SIPC. As always, use the code STACKINGSATS. That's one word, STACKINGSATS. You're going to get $10, and $10 is going to go to our good friends at Owls Lacrosse. That's Owls Lacrosse. <coughs> go to your local app store and download the Cash App today. And enjoy this rip of Rabbit Hole Recap. You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free. If you talk about a Fed just gone nuts, all, all the central banks going nuts. So it's all acting like safe haven. I believe that in a world where central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor. I mean, that's part of the bull case for Bitcoin. If you're not paying attention, you probably should be. 
Well, hey there, freaks. It's your boy Marty Bent here to introduce. Woo, doggy. How we doing, Matt? <laughs> I like that. I like that. What's up, freaks? What is up, freaks? It's your boy Marty Bent here with Matt Odell. We're recording remotely today. Uh, just the uh, the conflation of events that's happened this week is has forced us away from each other. We're looking at each other through a computer screen right now, through computer screens, excuse me. Uh, yeah, has the big one happened? There's a lot to talk about. Uh, yeah. We'll get to the we'll get to the big ones, Bitcoin stuff at the end. But uh, it seems that we're having a a global market meltdown right now. Marty and I, Marty and I evacuated the city so we can bring you rabbit hole recaps going forward. Yes, it's true. Got the fuck out of there. It feels good. It feels good to be. Uh, be out of there for anybody in there i hope you're hope you're safe hope you're stocked up don't panic um but yeah practice safe self-distancing and uh wash your hands just be careful it seems like there's a pandemic sweeping the world right now yeah last few weeks i've been saying I've, it's been confusing to me don't know if it's new spanish flu or m- media hysteria it seems to be pretty legit uh my mind was sort of convinced this week after all the news coming out of Italy, all the all the threads of how overburdened their ICU units are, particularly, and uh, they're having to um, revert to war triage like uh, decision making, where they have to decide who gets to live and who gets to die. It seems like a pretty fucked up situation, and uh, as some of you may be able to tell, it seems to be coming to America in mass. We have uh, what's going on in Seattle. There's cases in New York. Uh, Earlier this week, the National Guard came into New Rochelle, right above New York, and created a quarantine camp. Um, it seems like people are, are starting to react. Trump came out last night, tried to quell markets um, with a bunch of stuff. We're going to talk about all of it. Matt, he what did your... the opposite. <laughs> right? What are, what are your thoughts? Um, I, you know, this is fucking, it's a little bit unreal. You know, I, us in the Bitcoin space, we've been watching this for a while now. Um, but it feels like people are just starting to wake up, you know, the, the NBA canceling their season, I think was a a massive one for people that they realized it's actually serious. Um, especially when our president doesn't really take it seriously. Like last night was the first time he seemed to kind of take it seriously. Uh, do you think he's taking it seriously? Cause he has the virus. Well, they, they said Bolsonaro of uh, Brazil has it right. And you just met him. I, I think that was fake news, but, uh, who definitely has it is Bolsonaro's spokesperson who was pictured with Trump just five days ago. And they ate dinner um, so together. People, yes. So people are beginning to surmise that, that Donnie might have the virus and some are saying, I didn't watch the speech last night. I just followed along on Twitter. Um, and some are saying he, he sounded a little sick last night too. Well, um, it kind of, it kind of sounded like he was like, they told him like, you have to put on your like solemn fatherly voice. And he like tried to do it, uh, and, but he was really, you know, it's the markets, the markets we're, we're in the middle of a global market crisis. Um, markets around the world are suffering huge losses and he hates to see that. Right. So he went out there trying to quell the fears with a, he like, it was more professional than we're used to from him, but. Um, it was a lot of hyperbole. You know, we have the best medical care system in the world. We have the best doctors in the world. We're America. We're the best. 
Um, so I don't think, I think, and, and the market responded immediately, you know, the futures market at least, uh, because stock markets are closed the majority of the day. Yeah. So let's get into the nitty gritty of, of why this is happening. Obviously the virus is sweeping the world. Uh, and so the virus is sort of the match that is falling on the, on the fuel that has been laid, uh, by federal government policy, federal reserve policy for the last few decades, uh, last decade, particularly. So yeah, it's so the Titanic has basically hit the iceberg called COVID-19. I wrote about it this morning. Uh, we're in a pretty fucked up situation here in the United States. Like I'm not going to mince words here. Uh, over the course of the last few decades, we've shifted our supply chain from the homeland to foreign lands, mainly China. Uh, China produces a bunch of the medicines that we use, that we use on a daily basis, uh, and the medicines we may need to fight this virus going forward. Uh, on top of that, uh, we've had a hollowing out of the middle class over the last few decades too. This is why we have this podcast. This is why we talk about Bitcoin. We think we need to fix the money, and over the course of the last five decades, we have fucked up the money, which has uh, not allowed people to accumulate capital and save wealth. And so you have most common men living paycheck to paycheck with not many savings. And uh, the market crash this week uh, is really catching us with our pants down, I think, uh, in a very vulnerable state where, again, we don't have uh, the capability to make the things that we need to fix this problem right now. Uh, and we don't have the individual accumulation of capital needed to weather this storm i don't think at least uh so this is a pretty scary situation and that's really uh what i took away yesterday i mean munchen came out in the morning and i had a tweet storm about it because it really pissed me off while we have this virus spreading they come out and they say we are going to protect the markets like that's our first goal is to protect the markets uh as this coronavirus spreads so right there they're not really worried about the health and safety of American citizens. They're worried about the health and safety of the quote unquote American economy, most importantly, the stock market. So that growth at all costs mindset really came out of the woodwork yesterday. And they really showed their cards of, Hey, we need to save the stock market and the markets, or this is going to go to shit. At least that's how I read everything. What really concerns me is the systemic issues that we've built up over the last couple of decades. Um, it puts us in a, a specifically a very vulnerable position. Um, I'm looking at things like the middle class, the lower middle class. Um, they're, they're not in a situation where they can take off work. Uh, the busboys, the, the waiters, stuff like that. If they're feeling sick, they're, they're not going to immediately stop going to work. Um, we're going to see like lots of medical bankruptcies I'm concerned about going forward. Um, so all these systemic things that have that have built up over the years puts us in this in this situation right now in 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 way worse position than we should be otherwise. And then you add to that that even though the Fed does have less ammo, it still has ammo. But every time they do these emergency cuts and stuff in this situation, I feel like it just fuels the panic more because they you look at them and you're like. They're worried. They're concerned. They have no idea what they're doing, you know, and it's it doesn't have a calming effect. Like, you know, we saw it today with the repo announcements. 
um, the, the market stopped dumping a little bit. You know, it had already hit its first uh, centralized uh, circuit breaker to pause all trading, but now it's going back down again. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the Fed, the Fed came out this afternoon and said uh, they're going to conduct a $1 trillion repo over the two days, the next two days. Uh, so overnight tonight and then uh, overnight, wouldn't that be Sunday night maybe? Maybe maybe Friday night. Who knows? I don't know the exact details, but they're going to conduct a trillion dollar repo to stabilize treasury financing markets. They're going to buy uh, things other than treasury bills. And their most uh, the thing that's being most highlighted is they're offering $500 billion over a three-month period of short-term funding or medium-term funding in today's world. Um, so... Yeah, it seems like they're panicking and again. Like, like you mentioned, like the lower middle class. Me personally, like my family, like my parents are very blue collar. They're not very well off, and they are those type of people who feel the need to to go to work. I've had to beg them. Luckily, they they started listening to me the last two days, but I've had to beg them to just stop going to work, batten down, buy months worth of food supply, and really try to try to avoid this thing because. The, my parents particularly, yeah, they're not in the best health and nor the best financial situation to, to get out of this. So personally, I've been scared shitless for them and it's, it's fucking scary, man. Uh, and again, this is what happens when you fuck up the money. This is why we believe Bitcoin is very important. Um, it is imperative in my mind and we fucked up the money and we do need to fix it. And that's what I wrote about earlier this week, even though Bitcoin is crashing, so our boy Yassine, our boy Yassine, uh, tweeted out uh, an hour ago, if Bitcoin closes below uh, 6120 so $6,120, down 23%, today will be the largest daily drawdown in six years. So even as Bitcoin is having an incredible drawdown, uh, historic drawdown, one that we haven't seen in quite a while, I still have no problem finding safety in sats because it does not bitcoin does not have the systemic risks that the traditional financial system does like i think i think the crisis of confidence i've been talking about in the bent uh for the last few weeks is is coming i find it hard to believe that people can have any certainty that the powers that be mainly the federal reserve and the federal government will be able to fix this problem especially since it's so close to 2008, like those scars are still raw for a lot of people. And, and just, I mean, look, when the everything, when an everything bubble pops, it's like, where can you find safety? Where can you go? Where can the average person go to protect their wealth? And, you know, I don't trust banks right now. Like, I think we will see bank failures. We will see bail-ins throughout the world where depositors get haircuts off their money um, like we saw in Cyprus, uh, a lot of these bail-in laws got put on the books only recently, you know, and they haven't actually been put in practice yet. And when we start seeing that happen, people will realize uh, what it means to be able to actually self-custody your wealth, what that advantage gives you. Um, I also think it's pretty crazy that I'm like, you know, I don't I right now I have I have no equity positions on the stock market, but I'm more panicked about the stock market being down eight, nine percent than I am waking up to Bitcoin being down twenty five percent. And that's just kind of weird. But that's that that's that's the truth of the matter. And the other thing that I like to mention here is I think people in our age group 
um, that are in the finance industry, they've just been in this roaring bull market uh, for the last 10 years, 12 years. Uh, but meanwhile, Bitcoiners, we've been through so many bear markets already. Uh, we, we have this experience. We've been through this before. We, we just recently saw 20K to 3.5K. Um, so, so we're particularly well suited to weather these kind of, this kind of turbulence. And this is exactly what we should expect in times of global crises, um, especially when you have a pandemic at the same exact time that, that is fueling all of this. Uh, you know, people will want to de-risk into cash. They will want to, to, to have money that they can spend right away. You can't, you can't spend Bitcoin in a lot of places. Um, most people can't sell their stocks on weekends. They can't sell them at night. They can sell Bitcoin. So that's the first thing they'll, they'll go to to be able to sell. You know, we saw this 25% drawdown. Meanwhile, the New York Stock Exchange wasn't open yet, right? People, people couldn't trade. Couldn't, most people, the average person couldn't trade um, those assets until the stock market opened. We see circuit breakers in the traditional stock market. We don't see that in Bitcoin. It's a true free market. It's got real access to liquidity, even though the liquidity is way less um, in like nominal terms, it's it's real liquidity. You can sell when you want. You can buy when you want. Yes, and no. I mean, I was uh, physically jarred when I looked at when I checked the prices. I saw tweets. Uh, it's, I checked. I saw that I had notifications. I checked those, and it's just people like, "Oh my god!" Like, "Are you holding strong?" And I was like, "What?" And I checked the price. I was like, "Oh my god!" That was uh, that was a hefty dump over the overnight. But like you said, yeah, people are searching for liquidity, hitting the sidelines for cash. Uh, and on top of that, I imagine uh, as futures markets were falling after Trump's uh, speech last night, that a lot of major hedge funds with big positions uh, were scrambling to uh, either add um, add some funding to their margin positions, or they were getting liquidated and needed to pull cash from from other areas uh, to fund that stuff. And, and excuse me, not hedge funds, personal uh, in individual traders with big pig positions. They probably needed to, um, to cover their, their margins there. Uh, and then on top of that, um, yeah, you have, you have a panic going on. There's, there's so much uncertainty in the air right now. It's not surprising uh, that Bitcoin dumped with the markets uh, and not Bitcoin only uh, all the cryptocurrency markets took a, took a hefty beating over the course of today. Um, well, I mean, the, 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 alt, the altcoins got hit even harder. Yeah. Bitcoin as, is down 25%. As, all coins are down 30 to 40% across the board. Yeah. As should be expected. So as we, yeah, I believe we hit 5,500 on some exchange at some point. Um, 5,800, I think, was uh, where it settled for a little bit. Right now, we're sitting at $6,041, according to Clark Moody's Bitcoin dashboard. Um, so it seems to have settled down a little bit, but who knows what will happen going forward. Tomorrow will be a very interesting day, and then we head into the weekend, and we have the Fed meeting uh, in five days, and then we'll we'll hear what they said on on the 18th. So uh, it looks like uh, after the emergency cut last week, after increasing repo earlier this week twice, I believe already they had to do it a third time. So the Fed uh, usually doesn't like to make any moves between meetings, and they've been forced to make many uh, the week leading up to to their meeting. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see what they do. 
next week once they meet and and make some policy changes. But a lot of people are saying, and I've been saying it too, you're not going to fix this problem with uh, cutting interest rates and printing uh, or expanding the monetary base. A lot of people are looking at the federal government right now and saying we need uh, some fiscal stimulus. We need to basically enact MMT uh, and and sort of stimulate the economy with with infrastructure programs and stuff like that. It sure it sure feels like the big one. It feels like every man for himself. It really does. No, and that's that's the crazy thing. Like so, so go back to the virus. Like if this virus starts taking down politicians, it's already done so in Iran. It seems like it could do so in Brazil if Trump somehow contracted the disease. Imagine, so let's just hypothetically imagine if Trump contracted the disease from this Brazilian government spokesperson. And I'm not saying, like, anybody who's wishing that the coronavirus takes out Trump uh, and kills him is pretty terrible. I'm not the biggest Trump fan. I, I don't love the guy. But, uh, and I would not like to see this virus take him out, but it seems that it could be a possibility. He is of old age. I believe he drinks like dirty Diet Cokes a day. Uh, and he's basically in that golden age group of people this virus is killing. Just hypothetically, if it were to take him out, like what kind of chaos would reign on the world after that? Like the U.S. president taken out by this virus. Yeah, then we got the guy who oversaw the the largest AIDS epidemic we've had in the States in decades in charge instead. Taking over. Dude, nobody, this virus does not discriminate. There's uh, Tom Hanks got it. Uh, I believe there was a very popular soccer or football player. Sorry, I know we have an international audience um, who got it. Uh, there's rumors of one of the college basketball coaches had to leave a game because they thought he had it. An NBA player was jokingly coughing on mics, and then it came out that he had it. They uh, they canceled an NBA game. Like, uh, the, the Oklahoma City... I forget who they were playing, but in Oklahoma City, they canceled the game like right before the game um, because they were worried that it was going to spread there. And then they so canceled the like, season. There's like four NBA teams under quarantine right now. Yeah. It's like that scene from Space Jam. Yeah. I mean, look, I think if you can get out of the city, if you live in a city, you should get out. If you can take off work or work from home, you should do it. Um, if you're not in that position, then I really feel for you. Um that's my biggest concern. Um, and we look, you, you have to watch out for yourself. You have to be prepared. You shouldn't panic. You should be prepared. You should be concerned. You should be aware. Um, and, and there's a lot of fake news going around. You know, you got to try and confirm your sources as much as possible. Um, and, and watch out for your fellow American or human, wherever you live. You know, people, we're, we're in this together, but also not. But you have to be a good person um, to a degree. Watch out for your own. Watch out for your friends and family. But also, um, don't be a complete dipshit. Definitely don't be a complete dipshit. And yeah, definitely turn to your neighbor and try to help out. This is the everything bubble popping. If society at large does lose confidence in these pillar, these institutions that uh, have been believed to be ironclad for for decades if not centuries if they if confidence starts to erode in them like we're going to have to rebuild in some way or fashion 
and we're going to have to get along. Uh, you're you're going to have to turn to your local community. That's what I said in the bent today. Be nice to each other. Stay safe. Turn, say hi to your neighbor. And, and that's really another post I wrote last week on Friday about the world is filled with weak men. That's what one thing that pissed me off about the virus, uh, especially here in the States and really like embarrassed me as an American was all everybody's like looking to the CDC for the test, uh, like hand out, like tell us what to do, tell us what to do. And you're, they're basically like waiting for marching orders from above when really, if we're going to tackle this thing, we need to work, from our local communities up and we, we got to stop asking permission. You, we're going to have to do this ourselves. Like the pull yourself up from your bootstrap mentality is more important than ever right now. Um, a couple of things. First of all, Marty, stop t- touching your fucking eyes. This is the second time you touched your eye. Uh, you're, you're wigging, I washed my hands right before this. You're wigging me out. You're wigging me out. I got my Purell right next to me. Um, the other thing is, uh, <laughs> Now you're freaking me out. Now I just want to touch my eyes. The the CD, you got to get eye drops. The CDC went. It's it's actually even worse than that because the CDC was telling people that they couldn't do it locally, that they had to listen to them, and they were slowing down the whole process. It appears, um, which is just another case of regulation top down approach just being completely counterintuitive and failing the people. These institutions are failing. It's fucking insane. Like, just like when, like, what the fuck is the CDC for if not to tell us what to do during a pandemic and they can't even get fucking 5,000 tests out to people? Like, look at, like, look around. Look what's going on. This shit is not okay. Shit is fucked up. And I don't think the same people that got us into this mess are going to get us out. All I, I really don't. All I know is, is this is not going to be over so quickly. You know, this is not, there's not going to be, there's no V bottom here. There's no, like, everything goes away in a week or two weeks or something like that. Um, no, we still have the virus to deal with. Like, first and foremost, let's try to slow down the spread of this thing. Um, which actually, I'm actually sort of happy with what I've seen out of Philadelphia, my hometown. It seems like they're shutting down schools. They're stopping uh lacrosse games from going on they're stopping sports from going on uh people are have been slowly bunkering down over the course of the last week um and i think people are starting to get it i mean you saw it this morning in brooklyn what was the whole foods like oh it was fucking insane I was already Brooklyn was freaking out. I was already. I didn't need. Uh, the only reason was on my way out of the city. I had to make an Amazon return, so I like went to the customer service counter real quick. But it was fucking insane. Like lines out the door. Um, I think it's just starting to hit people. But I, I, I would say that in New York State, it does seem like they're handling it better than you would expect. Um, we have the prisoners, we got slave labor making hand sanitizer now, New York state clean, it's 65 cents an hour. They're paying them to make the hand sanitizer. Um, Cuomo's very proud about that. Yeah. So like, I, you know, I'm against prison labor, but, uh, that's, you know, pretty but good in this to case. see. It, they canceled the St. Paddy's day parade for the first time ever, I think. Um, yeah, so it seems like they're taking it seriously. I'm I'm really curious, you know, if you asked me, I think we talked about it on the pod two months ago. I was like, imagine them closing Manhattan, and it was like, that's never going to happen. Um, it really does 
seem like it could happen now. Not to like cause undue panic or alarm, but uh, yeah, it should be it should be interesting to see play out. And the the one the one solace I have here in terms of uh, assets and money and whatnot is my Bitcoin. You know, um, and that's really where that 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 safe haven comes from. Like Bitcoin is a safe haven to me, even without it being designed to pump forever. Like that's just an extra nice bonus. Yeah. No, this is, again, this is the deep safety that Bitcoin provides. It it doesn't need liquidity injections from uh, the Fed. It doesn't need huge spending uh, policies from the federal government. As long as people have downloaded the software, are running full nodes, as long as you have miners who are economically driven to mine the coin and are doing so in a distributed fashion uh, around the globe, Bitcoin's going to survive. Um, it's it's beautiful, and it is it does give me uh, during these trying times a very good sense of security. Like it gives me a sense of security, and. I don't think there's a lot more mining death spiral FUD that's come out this week. Um, so something we should probably touch on too. A lot of people are, are trying to to get spin that FUD up again. It's this FUD that's been brought out. First two halvings. Uh, Ari Paul likes to bring it up randomly in the middle between halvings. Uh, and then Ari pretends he didn't after the fact. That's what's frustrating about this is that we hear the mining death spiral FUD every fucking cycle and then they never stand behind it, you know? And they, and there's no way to prove them wrong because when it's, you know, when the halving happens and the mining death spiral doesn't happen and the difficulty adjustment works as designed and the, the loose game theory works as designed, they'll just move on and bring it up again in two years. Yeah, it's all yeah, it's all hand wavy. Like it could happen, it could happen. I mean, it's not going to happen. Let me pull up the numbers. Um, they just delete their tweets and pretend they never fucking said it. I didn't say that. I was joking. I was just kidding. It was satire. It was satire. Um. Yeah. So, but if we like, if you look at the numbers uh, at the time of the last having, when it went from twenty five Bitcoin to twelve and a half Bitcoin. Uh, per block, the price is around six hundred fifty dollars, uh, which provided a subsidy of sixteen thousand two hundred fifty dollars. Um, and then after the last having, the price even fell fifteen percent. After that, it fell from six fifty to five forty, I believe, um, over the course of a month. And hash rate plateaued after that. Uh, and when I wrote this yesterday, it's different now um, with the twelve and a half block subsidy. Excuse me, twelve and a half Bitcoin subsidy per block. Uh, the subsidy is worth sixteen thousand two hundred fifty dollars. Cut twenty five percent off of that now, so <laughs> probably like twelve, twelve, uh, twelve thousand fifty dollars right now, and that's still, um, or excuse me, the subsidy today yesterday was worth ninety six thousand dollars. Cut that, um, cut that in a quarter cut a quarter off the top of that you were at what uh like 70k 70 yeah like 70,000 that's still five six times more than the subsidy was at the time of the last having and then on top of that you have the commodification of the hardware of the mining of the asics happening at the same time so these machines are lasting longer they're more efficient 
uh, and then you have more competition at that hardware level too. So the price for those gets driven down um, at, at a good rate. And then uh, obviously the miners who are plugging these things in haven't stopped uh, their mad dash for the cheapest energy source sources in the world. So that's definitely still continued since the last halving. So it's okay. I believe, I mean, I'm not even assuming, I know that there are much cheaper energy prices out there than at the last having as well. And people, there's some people out there that can mine for free forever. Like, yeah, I don't, and, I don't, I don't and see oil it. prices, oil prices fell 25% this weekend, which brings energy prices down across the world as well. Yeah. We didn't even talk about that. We didn't even talk about that. Um, so yeah, last Saturday, Russia came into it. So this is a crazy thing. Um, obviously markets are in turmoil before last weekend. Uh, and then over the weekend, I believe it was Saturday, Russia walked into an OPEC meeting. Russia is not part of OPEC, but they've been OPEC friendly uh, for the last six years, I believe. And uh, Saudi Arabia asked them to cut production and, Putin and Cruz said, no, we're not going to cut production. We're going to keep it steady. And that alone, that was enough to cause chaos in the oil markets. So Saudi Arabia came back to them and we're like, all right, you don't want to cut production. We're going to jack our production up and cut our <laughs> prices down to and try to like squeeze you out. And then Russia came out and said, hey, we can last between 25 and 30 by, excuse me, 25 and $30 a barrel of oil for six to nine years, I believe they said. Um, and that's what's really, if you look at that, maybe Saudi and Russia are doing a two-step and it's really like a, like a, a fake war between those two just to come at U.S. shale because U.S. shale production has a much higher cost than, than Russia and, and Saudi production is. Um, so this is speculative attack. Take into consideration. Speculative attack. Like if, if you wanted to strike a strike a blow when US economy was was woozy looking like wilder in the last fight um that was the perfect opportunity it looks like Russia and Saudi Arabia did fund the terrorists that that killed that, that did 911 so as much as we are friendly with them in the oil uh industry i don't think they really like us that much and what we stand for at the end of the day like maybe that was a blow by those two um, to sort of strike us while we were down. I'm torn because, you know, I'm, I'm really somber because people are hurting. You know, I, I hate to see people hurting. Um, you know, my net worth has been slashed tremendously as well. Uh, but this geopolitics shit is right up my alley. It's super fucking exciting to watch it all fucking unfold. Um, it's really... Like, you don't see this often in your life, especially uh, so fast and so condensed. It's happening. Um, you know, I've said on this podcast many times, you know, I've been a bear for like five years just watching this house of cards. Uh, but just watching it all unfold is so unreal. It's, it's, it's something you can't, you, I can't put a point on it. You know, it's just, uh it's just unreal yeah no i said it like freaks if you're listening out there 
take a deep breath, take this moment in. This is like a once people will be talking about this. I think centuries from now, like the, these last couple of weeks, particularly with the, with the, uh, virus and, and the market's reaction to it. Like this is once in a lifetime, maybe like once in a century type thing. Um, where were you when Bitcoin proved itself? <laughs> I was in the car getting the fuck out of New York city. Um, on more positive note, I got my VR headset yesterday. I haven't opened the box yet. Yeah. Pretty excited to give that a spin. They I'm have waiting for your rev- review before I pull the trigger on one. Udi has a meetup scheduled for Saturday, I think. I'm not sure if I can make that, but there's a Socratic seminar on Tuesday, which is kind of cool. I'm excited for that because uh, BitDevs is awesome, which is Socratic style. Um, so it should be interesting to see how that... Um, translates into a vr style experience yeah i i've been following along on twitter in the periscopes the live periscopes w- when i can and it seems like an incredible uh, if you're, way to do stuff if you're a freak out there and you know how to make skins for vr i literally haven't opened the box yet so i i assume this is possible but if you can make me a dope ass skin i'd be all about that so just keep that in mind it seems like you'd be whatever you want in this VR world. I've seen hot dogs. I've seen Woody. Isn't that what Udi is? He's Woody from Toy Story. Yeah. I've seen naked flying men. I've seen tacos, pickles, aliens. ZN, ZND Toshi looks exactly like he looks uh, on his Twitter, Avi. Yeah, it's probably a custom skin. That's why I, I, I would like a custom skin, but I don't even know where to begin. So. Yeah. If a freak is in quarantine and he is trying to help out, I would appreciate it. There's a lot, a lot. I feel like a lot of people are gonna have a lot of time on their hands. It's a good time to learn how to run your own node and use your own node to to play with CoinJoin. Uh, we see Samurai Wallet Whirlpool hit a hit a new monthly all time high, and it's only what the twelfth of March, so we have over a half month left. And it's already passed its previous monthly all-time high. So that's, what, three monthly all-time highs in a row? Uh, yeah. What, really, really great to see. What's it at right now? I am loading what? it. Um, we are currently at 663 Bitcoin worth of volume. Um, last month was 529. The month before that was 356. Um, it seems the pool that everyone... The, the fan favorite pool seems to be that 5 million sat pool, 0.05 uh, Bitcoin, um, which is currently sitting at 345 Bitcoin worth of volume. Hell yeah. Whirlpoolstats.com. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy to see how quickly this is skyrocketed. And all from UX, the mobile, mobile mixing has really helped this. And I think the Matt Odell pump has helped us as well. The Tales from the Crypt pump. <laughs> uh, I can't. I can't wait to get you on it. You're gonna love it. It's. I think it's a game changer. I, like you said, it's all about UX, um, and they make it very, very user friendly. And and this whole idea that you can just scan a QR code to connect your node, like that's got to become the standard. I want to see every mobile wallet allow you to. Um, to connect your own node by just scanning a QR code. And it, and it really helps the uncle Jim's of the world because you can just give out that QR code and people can just scan it and it automatically connects through tour and you're all set to go. So I, I would really love to see more, more uh, wallets do that. 
And I would love to see more yeah. wallets add Whirlpool because they're open to it. So uh, let, let's see yeah, who's going to be the first iPhone wallet to add Whirlpool. I think uh, I think during my bunker down, I'm gonna I'm gonna order the Raspberry and an Android phone and, and get that set up and rolling. Uh, it's it's time, and I'm, I think I'm gonna have a lot of time on my hands in the coming weeks here. If you're feeling tight because of you want to buy the dip. Um, you can also just, you can, for now, you can just buy an Android phone. I'll Uncle Jim your ass. It's up to you. <laughs> you have to trust Matt, though. Yeah. You have I to trust, trust Uncle me. Jim. I trust you, Uncle Jim. Um, staying on Bitcoin, we'll get to the Bitcoin topics now. Uh, we had a difficulty adjustment upwards this week. Uh, this wasn't on the list, but I thought I'd bring it up anyway. As mining death spiral uh, chatter heats up, it seems that more hash rate is joining the network. Uh, so, I, again, there was an upward difficulty adjustment this week, 7%, which is pretty big. Um, around 7%, I believe it was 6.88 when it actually came down to it. Um, and right now, there's 119.2 exahash per second, according to Clark Moody's dashboard. Uh, and blocks are coming in roughly every 9 minutes and 27 seconds. So, last week when we met, it was right around the target of 10 minutes and it seems like even after the difficulty target uh, adjustment upwards that more miners have have joined the network since then and are are mining blocks faster than 10 minutes i mean that's one of the most frustrating parts of this mining death spiral fud that we hear all the fucking time because it either comes from no corners or alt corners and no corners it's whatever they're they're always looking for an excuse to talk shit about bitcoin and and maybe the majority of them don't even understand what they're talking about so it can be forgiven to a degree i mean i guess but with alt corners like they're throwing stones from glass houses because bitcoin is sitting at all-time high hash rates miners are throwing money into tons of money and worth of investment into this equipment into the facilities all this shit um they're not doing it to turn off at halving they're doing it because they they see long term long term potential here, um, and meanwhile you have Ethereum, which is nowhere near all time high hash rate. Why? Because they talk about proof of stake. Because they talk about changing the algorithm to to brick miners' hardware. Like when you fuck with the guys who are investing money into securing your network, that's what you get in return. When you give them a slow, steady, projected. Easy to project out stability where they know what they're going to make going forward. It's 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 all the difference. Yeah, and then st- sticking on Ethereum, like you want to talk about mining about mining death spiral. Like their hash rate seems to be exhibiting that. And you talked about uh, <laughs> mining producers not even making uh, the hardware because they're being dissuaded because of the transition to proof of stake and the potential for Progpal. Uh, the ASICs that are already out there, the rumors are that they're going to be brick soon because of the chain state. There's going to be too much RAM data that these miners need to, or DAG data, I forget what it is, whatever it is, um, that they need to store. And it's going to get to a point where the hardware can't store it physically anymore. So the rumors are out there that even some of the hash rate that's on Ethereum right now is going to be bricked because of their poor design decisions at the protocol level. I mean, I haven't heard that, and I'm not going to... I feel a little bit hypocritical throwing mining death spiral back at Ethereum, so I'm not going to do that either. Um, but <laughs> they are definitely throwing stones from glass houses, and uh, they're they're aware that they're doing that. So, 
they can go yeah, fuck themselves on that. Oh, I wonder how DeFi held up today with all Dude, this, fucking this price. Make or die is going to have issues, I feel. You know, we've been calling this for a while. There was a ton of liquidations. Um, Ethereum fell more than Bitcoin. How much, What is Ethereum down right now? Trading View removed like, it from their website, the top bar. Did they? It used to be up there on the top bar. It's not anymore. Now it's just Bitcoin is up there with gold and everything else. That's a that's a that's a sign. Gold is well, down four percent. Trade block. Yeah, it's another rumor that people have had to liquidate gold to fund positions elsewhere. Um, holy shit! Yeah, Ethereum fell from. Yeah, ETH's down twenty nine percent right now. One ninety five to one thirty eight today. Not that we care. Um. Yeah. So be aware. Be aware. I don't understand. I like. I tried to learn about the make or die situation that was going on, and I don't understand it. So I'm not really going to talk about it. But it seems like shenanigans are happening over there. There was like collateral sales and all the liquidations. Like they were having issues. They're having issues. I don't know. I don't understand it. It's too complicated. Um, which is a negative in itself. But uh, you know, I I I know I would much prefer holding Bitcoin over die. And someone who's have has no position in Ethereum and is like against like pretty much everything, all their priorities, I would probably hold Ethereum over die. You know, like it just seems too risky. Like it doesn't seem like something that and and it's pitched as the less risky option for Ethereum users, which is is absolutely crazy to me. But meanwhile, it's trading at a premium on Coinbase, so I don't really, uh, I don't really comprehend what's going on there. I don't either, and I'm not going to pretend to. But let's pivot this back to Bitcoin, another good fundamental. And that's why I'm, I'm happy to find safety in sats because we talked about hash rate going up, difficulty, uh, target adjusting upwards or further down, right? If the difficulty adjusts down, that's right. That's better, right? It's a lower difficulty. No, doesn't it go? Diffi- it's a higher Doesn't difficult. the difficulty go up? Difficulty goes up, but the target falls. That's what it is. Right, means. correct, correct. Yes, getting uh, getting technical here. Uh, Bitcoin Core version zero point nineteen point one was released this week as well. Um, so, going back to fundamentals, it seems that the people working on Bitcoin Core, which is just one implementation of implementation, full node implementation of Bitcoin, uh, they seem to still be interested in the project, still be writing lines of code, still cleaning <laughs> it up, making it more uh, robust, compatible, and upgradable. Um, fundamentals are still there. Um, so the change log, uh, it's, it's like a readable. minor maintenance release. Yeah. It's nothing crazy, but it was released. We'll, we'll put the, uh, release notes in the show notes and you guys should go check that out and, uh, test it out. If you're, if you're running a full node and you, and you feel comfortable upgrading to this version. The other um, thing that I'm really bullish about that we missed last week, uh, is Spectre desktop, uh, their app yes. release. Um, which makes it very user friendly to use your own node and multisig. It's like an interface to um, between your full node and your hardware wallet devices. You can make your own hardware wallet, uh, which they have specs for, I believe, for their for for like a build your own version. Um, and you can also use all the top ones: Trezor, Ledger, Cold Card. Um, and this is what I'm I'm really hopeful for this year. I want to see. You know, we have Caravan, uh, which already made great strides in this direction. Um, we have Justin Moon's project. Uh, 
which is slipping my mind. What What is it called again? Junction. And then we have this, Spectre Desktop. So basically what I want to see is I want to see you able to just install Core, um, install whatever one of those apps you want to install, and then be able to use uh, multi-sig, very user-friendly, without any kind of third party in between there. So you can just do it yourself. Yeah. it's uh, It seems like the tooling is getting more improved. Again, the fundamentals are improving. It's getting easier to do multi-sig. The competition for uh, handling and, and managing these multi-sig setups is is heating up, and the options are, are increasing. This is very good to see, especially in a bear market. We're officially back in a bear market, aren't we? It's just one big ass bull market with hills and valleys. That's what That's I a think. Good call. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of fundamentals, it seems like there is a PR uh, in the works for BTC Pay Server to enable uh, pay join, which would be huge. Pay join Massive. is a, it's a, it's a natural coin join implementation. You basically coin join with a merchant when you go to pay for uh, a good with that merchant. And, um, it's it's a hu- would be a huge step forward and help us get above that threshold that Matt and I talk about uh, a lot, which we don't know what the threshold is, but it seems like it would get us closer to that. We know it's higher than where it is now, uh, a threshold of enough people coin joining to make it basically impossible for these chain analysis companies to uh, track you on the blockchain, and well, not- it increases the cost. It blows up their heuristics. Yeah, impossible. We don't we don't like to use absolutes. Um, I, two things about PayJoin. First of all, PayJoin um, doesn't look like a like a typical coin join. What you would expect. It looks like a regular transaction, which yeah, is very interesting. Amounts, here. Right? Yeah, it's first of all, it's not equal amounts. Um, you have two inputs, but one of the inputs is the receiver of the payment. So we have this common input heuristic where chain analysis companies and other people who watch the chain assume that any inputs belong to the same owner. In a case of a pay join, that's not the case. The other thing is it makes it very difficult to see how much was paid to the merchant or whoever you're paying because you have two outputs on the opposite side. Which one is the change? Which one is the pay is not, is, is not clear at all. So it actually provides cover for every single regular Bitcoin transaction because you don't know if it's a pay join transaction or if it's a regular Bitcoin transaction where the person owns the same inputs. Uh, currently, join market has a pay join implementation. Uh, Samurai has a pay join implementation. But the problem is you need to use it with another join market user or another Samurai user. You're paying a Samurai user. It's called stowaway with Samurai. You can pay them in this pay join manner. So what we really want to see, and the other thing is with pay join is 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 the receiver needs to be online to basically contribute their input onto you know contribute their UTXO for the input side of that transaction they need to be online so that's why BTC pay is uniquely situated here because BTC pay server is already online like yes it will force the merchant to keep a portion in a hot wallet instead of just sending it all to a hardware wallet or something like that so there is that negative there um, but they're particularly well suited. So hopefully we see a bunch of BTC pay merchants add pay join support, check the little box when it gets merged. Um, and I, I think that could be a, a major game changer for Bitcoin privacy. And as I said earlier, like it, it just destroys the heuristics for everyone, even if even if you're not ever using pay join, 
um, there'll, there'll always be the doubt in in the chain analysis mind um, or an outside observer that is this a pay join transaction or is this a regular transaction? Yeah, and then even with the trade-off of some of those UTXOs being in a hot wallet, I imagine there will be best practices of sweeping funds on a on a either UT or excuse me Bitcoin amount threshold or time threshold, um, so that that trade-off the negative effects of that trade-off can easily be limited just with better user practices of, of sweeping funds every once in a while. You know, the big issue here, basically, the, ne- the next issue we face is actually getting merchants to flip the switch uh, because, uh, you know, it, it, it goes to reason that the larger merchants won't want to put their neck on the line to add a privacy improvement. Um, but my answer to that is one step at a time, Let's get this merged into BTC Pay. Shout out to Mr. Kooks, who's been working on it. Uh, he just got a, a grant from BitC Exchange, which is great to fucking see. It's, I think it's the first grant to a BTC Pay dev directly. They're paying him $80,000. Um, so that's it's well-deserved, fantastic to see. So let's get this merged, and then let's start the social pressure to get merchants to add it. I know we'll add pay joint support on our BTC Pay server. Um, so... Yeah, let's fucking let's fucking go. Yeah, we'll flip that switch as soon as it's available. Um, if we have to lead the way with our little merch store and shout out purchasing donation page, by God, we'll do it. It'll be us if we have to lead the charge. The other thing um, I wanted to fucking touch on is that there's been a lot of conflation here between CoinJoin and centralized mixers, uh, custodial mixers specifically. Uh, because, you know, these Chami and CoinJoin implementations, they are centralized, but the coordinator cannot cannot track you or steal your funds um, because of the way Tor is implemented. Uh, so this is wholeheartedly different than a custodial mixer uh, where you're literally just sending them funds and then they're sending you different Bitcoin um, with with either a coordinated coin join or a person to person coin join a two person coin join without a coordinator. Um, this is not mixing. It is a, it's a batched Bitcoin transaction with, with extra privacy benefits taken into account. Um, so I, I think it's really important for, for people to start making this distinction. I know me personally, I am not going to refer to coin join as mixing anymore. Um, I think that's the first step. Uh, we can never expect regulators to understand this distinction if we don't uh, make that make that distinction clear now on our side. And I think it's very important for us to do that. Yes, and I believe 6102 sent a tweet out yesterday trying to find the correct verbiage for this. Synchronized transactions. Uh, and oh, I like... spitballing it. I like what Samurai, Samurai Wallet... Uh, their suggestion was collaborative transactions. And I like that I like one. that too. The real CT. <laughs> real CT. Hell yeah. Um, speaking of the need for privacy, uh, the lack of privacy on at the protocol level has allowed uh, the Samurai team to basically track the plus token scandal. So we got an update on that this week from Ergo BTC. Uh, it seems that... Uh, the upper estimate for the amount of coins left from the plus token scan is about 61,000. Is that correct, Matt? Uh, yeah, that sounds right to me. 
Yeah. Um, so, and the, the, the big thing, I think the big takeaway here is, well, first of all, they've been selling. Um, so that's probably part of the reason for the downward price pressure. It's not the only reason. Let's be clear here. But I think the big takeaway is that the majority of Bitcoin they've sold. Um, it's been on Huobi. Yeah, Huobi. And I think OKCoin was the other one. And they're both KYC regula- regulatory compliant exchanges. So this whole idea that KYC, we, it's just like we come back again to this idea that, you know, KYC is supposed to protect people and stop money laundering. But meanwhile, HSBC has the special teller windows, right, for the briefcases full of cash. It's like here is the same exact thing. You have Huobi and OKCoin KYCing all their fucking users. And meanwhile, they're the ones who are who are facilitating the you know this scam the, the liquidation of these coins yeah it's like how is how are they not getting taken down for this you know maybe uh, government moves slowly government moves very very slowly so maybe they will eventually. that that or whoever has got chinese government insiders that's what i would you know maybe too that's that seems like the go-to strategy whichever whichever jurisdiction you reside in you you uh grease some pockets yeah Fuck, man. No, it is it is egregious. And that's actually, I think Nick Carter said it, and Ergo BTC said it this week. Like, how are we not chastising Huobi and OKCoin? Uh, they're just blatantly allowing uh, these criminals to to make money from scamming people. So the plus token was basically just your run-of-the-mill Ponzi scheme. They got million, or I don't know the exact extent of the number of people who fell for it, but a lot of people fell for it and gave... Uh, gave plus token a considerable amount of Bitcoin. They're also we're trying to. Fu- they're the sixth largest holder of ETH. Known too, holder so. of ETH. Known holder of ETH. Yeah. So they. So so far, one hundred thirty-nine thousand Bitcoin have been distributed, aka sold, and sixty-one thousand remain. So they had a total of two hundred thousand Bitcoin. Massive. That they they scanned from people. So we're still. Still waiting for that scam to liquidate and dis- disperse. So yeah, like Matt said, could be a factor to lower prices or price falls. Excuse me. Uh, going forward, may have contributed in the past as well. So just be aware. Be aware. These but things are out there. In general, OXT research is fantastic. So go subscribe to that. I think it's research.oxt.me. Um, yes. and that's, you know, that's part of the samurai team and their block explorer is fantastic. They have two block explorers. They have OXT.me and they have KYCP.org and they're both, both fucking fantastic. Um, yeah. the other thing I wanted to touch on was we did like a light shill of blue wallet last week because I, you know, I never really used blue wallet. Um, but they added the cold card setup. And I, I mentioned that you could set up a watch-only cold card wallet with Blue Wallet and your own full node um, and use PSBTs to uh, you know, sign and send transactions through it without actually putting your keys on the phone. Um, a key here is when you connect it to your full node, it does it unencrypted through the clearnet. They don't use TLS uh, they don't use any kind of encryption, so it's just up clear net. There's no Tor, um, so be very careful if you use if you if you use their full node connection. You got to be using a VPN at the same time, and that's not a, even a great solution as it is. Um, so I, I really hope that we can see them 
it should default to Tor. Really, when when you connect to a full node, I want to see all these apps just let you scan a QR code, connect the whole thing through Tor, and and let's let's take out that foot gun issue here, where where people are just broadcasting their transaction data out and and don't realize they have no idea. Um, so be be very careful if you are using Blue Wallet in that situation. Yeah. And shout um, out Open Noms who brought that to my attention. Love that dude. Yeah. He's a great one. I always get him confused with uh, somebody else who's got like a very similar avatar. Those like robot avatars are popular. It's the it's the samurai paynims, uh, uh, automatically generated avatars. Which paynims uh, are fantastic, by the way. I have a paynim up on whirlpoolstats. dot uh, com. I I don't know why more wallets don't add bip forty seven. It's a fantastic. I forget why everyone was against it, uh, or like the powers to be that were against it. But it's way, you know, it's it's a key use case that we need, which is someone being able to post a donation address without doxing all of their addresses. Um, yeah, yeah. I think so, the I think the consternation comes from the samurai server serving the addresses or something like that. No, but they, the samurai server doesn't serve you addresses. Uh, with the 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 paynim implementation that they use is all on chain. All the data you need is in uh, a in a Bitcoin transaction. If you are using Samurai in light mode, then yes, you're looking up your balances through their their server. But if you use it with Dojo, that's, that's not is. the case. Yeah, I was wrong. That's what it is. Um, the light mode. Look they up. do Samurai hosts the little QR code payment code for you online, which you need to share for someone to be able to. Uh, receive through that paynim, uh, but 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 they they can't tell the addresses that are generated in that process. Yeah, I forgot that was uh, an on-chain solution. Um, maybe we can end it on that. Not paynims, but the the fud around uh, non dojo runner or people not running dojo, basically trusting samurai holding their XPubs on their servers. It's been, I know Mr. Hoddle talks about that a lot and others get pissed off about it. What's your, what's your view on this, Matt? Well, so there's a couple of things here. Um, first of all, every mobile wallet defaults to this model where your XPubs uh, go to a, a centralized server to query balances, right? So if, if you're not running your own node, someone else, um, is, is looking up your balances for you, and you are trusting them with that. Um, Samurai does a good job in that it defaults to Tor. So uh, we see this. Uh, Green Wallet doesn't default to Tor, but they have it as a very easy-to-enable option. If you're using Green Wallet, you should enable it. Um, but Samurai defaults to Tor when they do it. So they don't have your IP address. They don't have any personal identifiable information, but they do have your XPubs, so they know all your addresses. And if you use it with Whirlpool they can connect through the mix, through, through the mix, not the mix, through the coin join round, they can connect uh, which address is yours. Um, it is important to delineate here, first of all, that they have two different servers running. They have the server that's serving light clients, uh, you know, using the XPubs to serve them to balances, and then they have a separate server that's Whirlpool server. So if we see other wallets added, like Ledger Live, other wallets add Whirlpool. Um, 
those wallets will be doing the XPUB querying themselves. The Whirlpool server can't connect those. So we'll have further division there, which, which should help the situation. The second thing is the overwhelming majority of people that are running Whirlpool seem to be using Dojo. The Samurai team says it's about 60%. We have to trust them on that number because they're basically subtracting the number of XPUBs that they have minus the ones they don't have. So there's no way for us to verify that. But it goes to reason for me that the majority of people who are running 24-7 the Whirlpool CLI and providing the majority of liquidity are also the same exact type of people who are going to be running Dojo, especially as it gets simpler to run because they want to use their own full node. So it should trend to the majority of the liquidity using Dojo. If you have more people running Dojo, the quality of those rounds... And that, that negative effect of having those XPUBs known um, goes up substantially. Uh, and, then, and then the other thing here is, you know, at the end of the day, Samurai shouldn't be really treated as your adversary when you're using this. You know, if, if you use Stonewall times two after the fact or Stowaway, which is their pay join implementation, Stonewall is their two-person coin join, you can alleviate that to a degree because they're not the coordinator. But the coordinator has to, the coordinator doesn't have to pay that fee, that mining, that, that the, the, the fee to join the coin join round. They don't have to pay that fee because it goes to themselves. So they could actually sibyl the rounds if they wanted to sibyl the rounds. And it's the same situation with Wasabi. With Wasabi, it's almost even worse because with Wasabi, um, they actually get more fees if they sibyl the round because it's based on the number of people that join the round. Um, so I actually, I think at the end of the day, you know, the fact that these people, if they're not running in their own node, especially with Dojo becoming easier to run and you just scan a QR code, they weren't going to do it anyway. They should be able to get that additional privacy improvement from Whirlpool, um, from CoinJoins that they wouldn't have got otherwise. I personally think that if Ledger Live, for instance, which I don't think anyone should use because you can't connect your own full node to it, um, is for privacy reasons, like it's not great for privacy. Like that's just how it is. It's very user-friendly though. If those people had CoinJoin access, if they had the ability to go into Whirlpool, that's a net benefit for them. They're still trusting Ledger to a degree in that situation. Hopefully Ledger is supposed to add full node integration soon, which will make it even better um, in that regard. But it's still a net benefit. Outside observers aren't going to be able to see it. And, And this is where we get back to trade-offs right and you have trade-offs with everything um is you know if if you talked to a privacy hardcore person like you should have self-custody of your pgp keys and you should do everything through pgp but meanwhile we have keybase which generates a pgp key for you by default in your browser we have signal that connects to your phone and it's got auto updates on play store and stuff that handles all that shit in the background there are different levels of trade-offs here, and those are all privacy improvements still, though, right? They're not, you, you know, they're not raw PGP. Uh, and in this regard, I would say something like maybe Join Market, where you have no coordinator involved whatsoever, um, would be that like raw GP, PGP trade-off level. And you're going to have things along the scale there. And I think it's unquestionably a net benefit for people that they're able to coin join, even if they don't have their own node. They can easily add their own node. They can easily add a friend's node and use that instead. Um, and, you know, it's, it's the, 
that's what it is. At the end of the day, you have trade-offs. And as long as people are aware of these trade-offs and they're, they're, and then they make the decision accordingly, I think this, this is all, this is all a net benefit. Yeah, I think so too. And again, it's order of operations. Like it's trending towards better privacy. It's, you're not going to get all, all of this out of the box at once. Samurai has meticulously been building out these products for years and the the emergence of Dojo in the last last six months has been amazing. And as we've seen with mobile mixing, uh, as the UX improves, so will the use of their products. And I think them taking the meticulous steps and time to do it the right way and and step by step is just what we have to put up with. They only have so much mental uh, bandwidth and so much engineering bandwidth it's it's got it's going to take time We're and then to get all this out of the box freaks and, and i know it was a long rant but i actually missed two things there too uh you know, <laughs> if, if 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 you're running dojo um you know you you get more insulation from that the more remixes you do uh the more rounds you participate in and those are free because they're paid by new liquidity so they're incentivized um so we so you naturally see people doing that more and more um, and then, and then the other thing is, um, I don't know. I forgot what the fuck, I forgot what the other thing was, but it was good. It was good. Uh, I know, I know it was good. I'm sure it was good. Ah, dojo. Yeah. I don't know. I, but I, I just, I love to see it. If, if you don't want, if you don't, if, if, if you don't do- want a coordinator. We're going to say dojo involved, only. Oh yeah, dojo only. Dojo. Thank you, thank you. Yes. If we split up the pools, if you make a dojo dojo only pool, you're just completely fucking all the light wallet users because you're splitting up the anonymity set. There's going to be no you'll you'll split the liquidity between the two pools, and everyone will get a worse situation out of it. So I don't I don't really think that's a tenable situation. I think you know you try and slowly improve light wallet it wallet the light wallet situation. And, but I, I, I do, speci- I, you know, they're going after other wallets. So I think as you have these X pubs separated between the different companies that add whirlpool to their product, um, it will, it will lessen that effect as well. Thank you. Thank you for that inspiration. Yeah, I agree. I agree. No, it's, it's something that needs to be flushed out. A lot of people are confused about it. Um, we're an hour and five minutes in an hour and six minutes in now. It's been a rip. It's been a hell of a week. Stay safe out there, freaks. Again, stay civil. Say hi to your neighbors. Turn to your community. Don't turn to the CDC, Donald Trump, the Fed. This is really going to be trying times, potentially. I just saw a tweet that China is threatening threatening not to send us medicine if we don't end a uh, uh, a travel ban. So we're going to need to turn into our communities, strengthen our communities, and build this from the ground up, this uh, fix this from the ground up. Excuse me. Um, don't depend on the institutions that have failed you. Work locally. That's all I got to say here. Yeah, and the Chinese, meanwhile, are sending masks and experts and stuff to Italy and other places in Iran, uh, using it to further extend their influence grab um, where the U.S. has been dominant in the past. So it should be interesting to see how that plays out. One other thing is... Um, I, I wanted to mention that Electrum V4 still hasn't been released. 
Um, that's what will enable like all these different features that cold card is, is got on Electrum. So that's why people are having issues right now trying to use cold card with Electrum. Um, it'll open up the gates for being able to use um, multi-sig across hardware wallets. So hopefully we will see them release that soon. Uh, they're like being held up because they're trying to, because of that Python lightning implementation they're doing. So it'd be nice if they could just focus um, on the on-chain stuff and just get this out out of the bot, you know, out, out, out for release. That would be great to see. Um, and just, you know, guys, stay safe out there, stay humble, and just, you know, keep your head on a swivel and be a good person, you know? Yeah, yeah. Take care of each other out there, freaks. Peace and love.